0: welcome back tidy Whiteys, to the two tight ends podcast I am your co-host Connor and with me is a man who insisted we talk about football players buttholes today
1: it's Neil! Yay! Listen, I can't wait to get into it, um, but first, I think we should talk about baseball. Okay? Fine. We'll get to it. Don't worry. Connor. I guess
0: I can hold off.
1: <laughs> you waited long enough. I know. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, the uh, some some baseball news coming out. Um, the MVPs were announced. All the Cy Young winners. All that. All that. the The awards were given out this this past week. Um, Freddie Freeman won the NL MVP and Jose Abreu wins the AL pretty like, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't too much, too much, uh, thing, but you actually mentioned this and while we were chatting that they were the, both MVPs were the first time for that franchise in 20 plus years, huh? I believe so. If I
0: saw it right, I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the last MVP for the Braves was, uh, our, our good buddy, Chipper Jones. I know, Jones. Uh, yeah, one of one of Brent's favorites out there again. Mm-hmm. Um, Chipper Jones won, I think it was 99 or something like that. And then mm. I can't remember who it was for the White Sox, but it was like, uh, the the Braves surprised me. The White Sox didn't, that had been like 20 plus years. Yeah. But yeah. the White Sox, I think the last, I don't remember the guy's name, and it was like 92 or something like that, that was the last time they had won an MVP that's, for their that's franchise. That's a little surprising
1: so. to me as well, <laughs> that it was yeah. that soon. That was that uh, recent. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I'm pretty sure it was the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. yeah, so 20 plus years since they had an MVP on the on in their franchise. Mm-hmm. That was pretty
1: cool. Mm-hmm. And didn't uh, Freddie Freeman just join Instagram too <laughs> this week? He did.
0: He did. And it's he, so yeah, he, weird. He just joined Instagram, and on top of that, uh, they showed some of his like best mic'd up moments. And dude is hilarious. Yeah. Honestly, like he was there was a there was one clip of him where he actually had. The announcers in his ear while he was at bat, and it was mm-hmm. fantastic. Like, he, and he was, he was, oh, that Verlander. was like for
1: that was for uh spring ball, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, and he was actually
0: hitting against Verlander, and he was like yelling at Verlander, he's like, he's gonna. He's, they're they're gonna give me the pitches. I got the announcers in my ear. <laughs> Verlander's just cracking up, and, and then uh, the and then uh, I guess I guess Verlander threw him something. He was like, "Come on, swing at something,
1: Freddie." And he was like, "Well, throw me a strike." <laughs> That's awesome. I want more of that. That's so I do funny. too.
0: It's it's really fun when they might, especially baseball players. Baseball players mm-hmm. are just such a weird breed, man.
1: When most of the time, I feel like they're pretty chill. Like I mean, the game kind of you know. Yeah, that. it's
0: it's fitting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, along with the uh the MVPs, we also had the Cy Young award winners and the American League it was Shane Bieber and in the National League it was Trevor Bauer. Are we surprised there at all?
1: Yeah, no. Not no, at all. No, not
0: even a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, it was pretty pretty good. I mean, pretty expected, I guess is the word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I also thought so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, well-deserved to everyone and, uh, excited to see what kind of comes of next season. Um, don't really know what's going to happen with COVID again. I mean, I think they're probably just going to plan on starting on time this year instead of delaying like they did. Um, because this year, I mean, the big shutdown happened right as spring training was happening. So it's right. a little different, but, um, really interested to see how COVID and everything also affects the minor league system. Cause this year it made it so that there was no minor league season at all. Mm -hmm. um for any level of of minor leagues and uh so yeah it'll be interesting to see what what goes on next year yeah
1: it is um in other baseball news uh marlin's actually hired the first female manager in mlb history uh kim ing i believe i'm saying that correct if i'm not i do apologize um but we'll give him a little clap you know a little like uh better late than never. clap right good job guys good job just one. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: I, I don't know. It was interesting, too, because if I'm not mistaken, this is the first female GM for any of the big three sports.
1: Um, I believe – I think I, think, I, think I, think I, I saw, saw that. I think I saw yeah. that, too.
0: But, um, yeah, I, I mean, there was there was a couple of uh, stories on, on Kim Ng and and talking about how – um kind of like her journey basically from where she started to where she is now and i mean she started out as an intern just like most people do for any kind of like when you try to get into sports you just got to like get your foot in the door and yeah so yeah she started out as an intern and just kind of kept working her way up right. i think she became like a video assistant at one point and then she was a i think she became a scout also i think i, think she, I saw
1: she was like a waiver like uh she was like she was monitoring the waivers and stuff like that. Like that was her role, I guess, at one point in one of the teams. She also became the youngest uh, assistant, one of the youngest assistant GMs, or something like that. Hold on, yeah, hold on, I have it pulled up. Yeah, she um, yeah she
0: did a lot. I mean, she her resume is extremely impressive.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, and that's what like everybody that's been talking about her. I mean, to be quite honest, I never even heard of her. But everybody that's been talking about her and stuff, you know, thirty years experience in the MLB uh she's been assistant gm she was the assistant gm to the yankees and the dodgers working with um the teams that made playoffs eight times and won three world series like everybody that's talked about her is saying this is a long overdue long time coming um and yeah they're just excited for her to get going yeah
0: yeah it's pretty cool i i knew she had an impressive resume when she was flashing her like yankee super bowl re- or not super bowl world <laughs> series ring Um yeah. like to the camera when they were like taking her or like when they were showing a picture of her or whatever so i was like yeah she she definitely knows what's up um yeah and also in baseball news i rewatched Moneyball, and i forgot how good that movie is
1: it's a pretty good movie from my memory but yeah
0: i also okay after watching that movie The thing is, is I feel like some some baseball teams have gone too far in that direction in the sense that they like rely way too heavily on statistics and not as much on like just baseball knowledge. Mm -hmm. So it'll be I don't know. It's interesting to see the teams that kind of marry the two really well instead of just like being like, oh, well, it worked for Billy Bean. and We saw what happened Mm -hmm. there. So just 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 do statistics. That's all we got to do.
1: Well, also, I mean, baseball is the if you are a stats nerd, man, that's the that's the game. Oh, totally. Well, that's too much. That was
0: actually <laughs> that was actually what I realized after watching that movie again. Was you know sometimes I feel like oh pff, anyone could do that, but like you have to be so obsessive about mm-hmm. one like you said stats and two mm-hmm. about the game to really be able to put like everything into it like uh, mm-hmm. Peter Brand did or whatever that like the jo- Jonah Hill's character in that movie or whatever yeah where he was just so obsessive about like stats and how to win mm-hmm. the game that that's how they put that together i don't know it's just insane well and we've talked about, be- about. we've
1: talked about before the you know business side of sports versus the human side of sports right and that mm-hmm. that really kind of um um perpetuates the whole business side you know the whole oh, yeah. don't even put a face to it it's just a number and a name you know well and that's and, actually and-
0: so they they like made that comment in the uh in the movie when like peter brand's explaining to to billy bean what his system is is he's like when you're people look at players and they think they're buying players but what they're actually buying is wins and like even to put it to that degree was like yeah, yeah they're just not even people anymore like, <laughs> right, you're not, they're just wins you're not, yeah like you're not yeah. buying players you're buying wins and how you get wins is runs and how you get runs is on base per- on base percentage that's all they cared about like yeah it was crazy yeah. also chris pratt's in that movie people forget that all the time
1: who does he play
0: he plays uh, – his name is Scotty Hatterberg. He, he plays a guy who, um, like, basically, like, everyone thought his career was over because he was a catcher. And then he, like, mm-hmm. uh, got, like, uh, nerve damage in his elbow or something like that, So he couldn't throw the ball, like, to second anymore. Like, he couldn't throw the ball at all, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but they put him at first base. Because he got on base. That was the whole point. was like, uh, okay, you're a catcher, so let's just put you at first where you don't really have to throw the ball. You just have to catch the ball just like you were used to. Right. And But you get on base and you're worth like $250,000 compared to a first baseman like they just gave up in Jason Giambi who mm-hmm. was like, you know, worth millions.
1: Right. That's interesting. So, I have no recollection of Chris Pratt in that movie.
0: Most people don't. And I mm-hmm. kind of forget too. But yeah. <laughs> Chris Brown uh, makes well, some sneak appearances in a lot of movies. Like, he's also in Wanted, randomly.
1: I don't... What movie is that? Wanted, the one where they curve the bullets? I never saw it. just saw those clips and stuff.
0: <sighs> wow. Okay, That's moving it. on to basketball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say, uh, moving on to another person who's been millions in his career. Uh, Dirk now- Nowitzki, I believe is how you say it. Nowitzki. It's now- Nowitzki. Nowitzki. Um... No, I saw an interesting stat on Reddit. Uh, always trolling Reddit, guys. Just so you know, that what a
0: what a neck beard.
1: <laughs> That Dirk uh, Nowitzki had over his twenty-one year career had only seven teammates make the All-Star game, and for those for those All-Star games were like re- repeats. Like Jason Kidd made it like twice. You know, Steve Nash made it twice that's what I was wanna like, say where they all Steve Nash. Yeah. <laughs> it is like Steve Nash like Michael Finley made it twice and then the other ones were just like one-offs. Yeah. It's so like really really if you're thinking about it uh you know not not that many not that many people um made it a lot but dude that that just I mean that's just another testament to how great of a career he had he winning games you know I just I just very impressed. So I wanted to actually uh, bring it up and kind of debate whether um, where he ranks among other top power forwards all time. Um, and I want to just get it out there straight away. Can we agree he's the best international player ever? I mean, who um, else? Who else compares? Maybe. Uh, uh, hmm. I think he's definitely up there, right? He's definitely up there. I was gonna say
0: maybe like ginobili or tony parker like
1: i would put him above him
0: no i would definitely put him above him because they're Mm -hmm. they're more like they just fit into a system really well but i'm trying Mm -hmm. to think international players i'm just thinking of international players that even be in the conversation
1: maybe hakeem Um, olajuwon i think i think i might put olajuwon maybe i don't know that's i think that's a debate for another time though uh, I, I just want to say I agree. he might be number one, maybe number two. But let's talk about Power forwards for a second, okay? Uh, I did I did pull up a, a list kind of to reference here for me. I also me. did that. Is it the Bleacher Report one? No. Oh, okay. Well, I brought <laughs> yeah, a Bleacher just... Report. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I think this is really interesting because they have been ranked number two behind Kevin Garnett. Um, oh, you're
0: looking at a different list then because they oh, have really? him on here ranked at number 5.
1: Oh, I want to I want to hear what they have. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. So Bleacher Report, Debating Bleacher Report <laughs> says <laughs> that uh Tim Duncan is number 1. Okay. Um and then Kevin Garnett at number 2. Mm-hmm. And then uh Karl Malone is number 3 and mm-hmm. Charles Barkley is number 4. Then you've got Dirk Let's just go to the top 10. I like I like this top 10 list. And then it's uh, Bob Pettit, who you've never heard of before, because he well, played I have back it, in... Yeah. Uh, shh, no, you haven't. <laughs> um, and then Dolph Shays, who played from 49 to 64. Tell me you heard him, of him.
1: Him I have not heard of, so there you go.
0: Okay. Uh, Kevin McHale, which I know mm-hmm. you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. And Elvin Hayes and Dennis Rodman at number
1: 10. Okay, so this is pretty much they only have one different person, I guess, in this list, but they're all rearranged differently. Hmm, interesting. So yeah, this one hasn't ranked number two. Let's actually let me see the date on which this was. What was the date of yours? Good question. Oh, mine
0: is. Oh, mine's twenty fifteen. Mine's twenty
1: nineteen. But the weird, the weird thing is they don't even have Tim Duncan on here. Maybe they were considering him. What? Maybe they were considering him a center. I don't know, Maybe. but I like the inclusion of Tim Duncan. I would also agree. Tim Duncan is probably number one.
0: Yeah, he I has to we, be in
1: there. I mean, yeah. Now I would actually make. So you had he in on your list. He had Barkley, um, uh, Garnett, and who else? Uh, Malone. Malone, Malone ahead yeah. of him, right? Yeah. I think I would make the argument that he's definitely ahead of Barkley in my opinion. I think I
0: I would actually agree. I mean, like not that Mm -hmm. like, you know, Barkley is like a hall of famer and all that stuff, but like, I mean,
1: I don't know. I would put, I would put Dirk about Barkley personally. Mm -hmm. I I would. Uh, Now I think let's put a little respect on Barkley's name. I think people actually, he's one, he's kind of underrated. He's kind of like a meme now, you know, a a lot of the young kids just think of him as NBA, you know, tonight. Um, But he was a monster. Back in the day. Okay, I feel like let's put some respect on his name. He's definitely deserving to be on this list for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I put, would put Dirk ahead of him on on your list. And now Carl Malone's a, a tough one because Carl Malone put up numbers mm-hmm. in a in seventeen seasons. Um, I yep. think if we're going off just stats I think I would put I would keep Malone ahead of him. But if we're going including legacy in the talks, I mean, sorry Malone, you ran into Jordan, but Dirk has more championships than you. Ooh, yikes. Ooh. It's true. It's
0: true. And Dirk, I don't know. I, I I hate I hate the idea that like moving teams kind of tarnishes your legacy a little bit, but I feel like mm-hmm. it does to a degree. And Dirk stayed on the Mavs the whole time mm-hmm. and won a championship and like killed that uh that in the killed in the 2011 championship so and carl malone i mean you went to the championship twice couldn't couldn't take down jordan and uh was it twice am i thinking of the right yeah of the they, right? they saw him twice that's what i thought yeah so they saw him twice couldn't take down jordan and then he went to the lakers and teamed up with kobe and a bunch of other guys and still didn't win a championship or did he win a championship there i'm actually
1: looking that up now i totally i am too i'm looking i'm looking on here no they had because they had a they they actually like they had so much star power on the team and then i think they they lost
0: that's what i thought yeah like because i i'm pretty sure i saw a thing that had like a picture of that team where it was like yeah because that was kobe
1: that was a 2004 that's the one where yeah because it was like uh, kobe
0: uh, malone gary payton um who else was on there
1: Steve, was Steve Nash there too. At that oh, time, on Lake, who on the Lakers? Yeah, no, no, no. It was the, it was no, not Kevin yet. Malone and Gary Payton. It was Kobe Bryant. Shaq was still there. Oh, that's right. Um, Shaq was still there. Yeah, so it was like it was yeah, this
0: huge. I, I think I think I I saw a, a picture like a meme basically though that that had that picture of them and was like uh show this picture to like kids in twenty years and tell them that they that this team lost like <laughs> see if they believe you or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he—that's right, because they—it was kind of like you know they kind of got shocked by the, by the uh, the scrappy um, Detroit Pistons.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay, so here's another one to bring forward though. Where do you put Rodman in with the rest of these guys?
1: I think Rodman is deserving of this because he's in my top in this list top ten as well. He's number uh-huh. ten. I think he's deserving i i think number 10 is fine or what that's what number fair. is he on yours 10 also 10 i think i think listen if we were talking defensive rebounding put him number one maybe right <laughs> but yeah. then we're talking about offense he was a good role player like he's good you know catch and just lay it up but you know but that's, what he had. that's what he had pivoted jordan for yeah that's all he had yeah. and he didn't need to score which is fine but yeah
0: yeah well, and, I mean, even even on Detroit, that's what he had, like, everyone else for, too. Like, that's that's oh, what yeah. he was known for. And, I mean, Detroit wasn't really known for their scoring either. They were just known right. for their defense. Right. But, now this, okay, so now, so come, bringing it back to Dirk really quick, though, what about Kevin Garnett? I just, I'm just curious on your thoughts.
1: So, yeah, that's, that's actually what I'm bringing up because of my list. He's number two behind Kevin Garnett. Now, I think there is an argument there to maybe mm-hmm. put. And, at this point, it's to, flipping a coin, right? I feel like. But... I think there's an argument to be made that Dirk was, was better offensively more efficient offensively. And like, maybe that pushes them over the edge, but then you talk about Garnett Garnett's way better defensively. True. So that's why I'm saying it's kind of a toss up. They're so great in both in their own terms, but like, you know, the edge goes to Dirk, I think a little bit on offensive side. And then the, uh, the edge goes to Garnett on the defensive side. So it's like, uh, I don't I would, know.
0: I would agree. I would Okay, now just talking about pure legacy though. Mm-hmm. Who who do you put like if we if we're just talking about legacy as well. Or I guess not not, not pure legacy, but if you if you're including legacy in there is what I'm trying to say.
1: Mhm. That's tough cuz they both only won 1-1. They Hmm. Now A little counter to, to a point you made earlier about switching teams Uh when, when KG, I mean, he, he went to, he was traded to Boston, right? He took a, I mean, not just him to be fair. It was a lot of other guys, but the Boston was 24 and 58 the year before he came and, and, um, Ray, Ray Allen came and, you know, they, they built that championship team. So yeah, they were, they were trash um and he was obviously that defensive anchor he was great offensively um so i mean switching teams that kind of worked out for him well okay here's
0: the thing he's traded though that's Mm -hmm. a different story than going and signing with another team Mm
1: -hmm. well and to be fair i mean to be fair to malone he was obviously ring chasing at the end of his career
0: yeah yeah no for sure i mean that's that's what a lot of guys do if they haven't won a ring so like i i get that but um i just i just mean when you're when you sign
1: with another team mm-hmm. i feel like it does here's, tarnish
0: your legacy to, to a degree
1: here's one thing about legacy okay does garnett have a shot named after him um i mean when you do that one that legged when you do that one-legged fadeaway you're calling dirk every time right it's true uh, it's i'm true. Just saying legacy wise it's true if we're talking yeah if we're talking that you're you're correct <laughs> i don't know that's what i'm saying it's it i I feel like they're they're kind of a toss-up for me like pick your pick your pick your what what do you want you know
0: yeah all i heard out of that was suck at kg dirk's better than you
1: yeah no well (laughs) in my opinion i think i would give the edge a little bit to him (laughs) a little bit i think he was also better for longer like does that make it's sense? It's true.
0: I mean, yeah, no. I I, I hear what you're saying because actually, like, what's he was funny so... is I was I was looking at these uh, years played or whatever in this list mm-hmm. or whatever, and because it was 2015, it's saying years played for Kevin Garnett 95 to current, and I was like, mm, nope, <laughs> <laughs> no, no mas, no mas, no no mas. Yeah, um, yeah. Same with Kim, Tim Duncan. I didn't even notice that until now. 97 to current. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So I don't know.
1: I I would probably put Dirk in. I mean, considering your list. Probably in top three or four. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And then I mean, based on my list, but it's kind of trash because it doesn't even have Tim Duncan on it. So, yeah, garbage.
0: Throw it out. You can't yeah, even. I you think, can't even use that.
1: I know, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's a really interesting one because, like I said, I mean, that's the other thing: international players. Um, isn't tint? No, because technically, no, he's not because it's U.S. Virgin Islands that he's yeah. from. I believe. Yeah yeah so he so yeah he was, yeah, he was born on a territory. international right yeah. um
0: because technically you can make a case for isn't it Kyrie? wasn't he technically born in australia but it was on like a military base? I, I think so yeah
1: but yeah. i think it still counts like he could play for well, i mean that's places. what i mean
0: yeah so i think he could technically play for australia if he wanted to but mm-hmm.
1: no, no one wants to he's not gonna do that no um yeah i thought that was really interesting man like and and the whole argument that we're having i think is more so based on that stat that i brought up where there's only he only played with seven all-stars ever yeah that's insane crazy well Um,
0: you're you always will be a legend let's
1: just put it that way agreed agreed man he always seemed
0: like one of the nicest guys
1: Rip to Dirk. I mean, what? what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, moving right along into more NBA news. Um, another interesting stat that I, I found was there have been nine NBA teams that changed their head coaches this offseason, okay? Six of those teams were in the playoffs last year. Uh, hmm. And that's the highest since, like, I think 2014, where it was seven, and that one's the highest of all time. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know, like (laughs) these winning teams, obviously they're in the playoffs, but they're just not happy with where they're at. And they wanted a new, new start, I guess. Right. Um, Yeah, man. It's a, it's a weird year, no matter what. -hmm. Yeah. I just want to mention that real quick, but um, also wanted to mention how one of those teams that, that I found a new head coach, the Clippers are actually interested, reportedly interested in Russell Westbrook. How weird! Yeah, is Yeah, I
0: mean, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of drama coming out of Houston right now for some reason,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, all of its surrounding. Obviously, Harden and Westbrook, and I mean, one thing is <sighs> Stephen A. Smith. Just stop, just just stop, stop talking, stop doing anything. <laughs> I I can't stand Stephen A. Smith personally, and he's just mm-hmm. back on his bullshit again. Like, so I was on I was on Instagram, and he. There was a clip of Stephen A. Smith talking about how uh, Harden and Westbrook can't play together, like, and you know, you know, doing the classic Stephen A. Smith like yelling thing, and it was just <laughs> like, Westbrook doesn't want to play with Harden. Westbrook can't can't get the ball with
1: Harden. Harden and Westbrook don't want to play with each other.
0: Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. like just going off. And Russell actually commented on that post, that same post from ESPN, and it was like, uh, it's my birthday right now, and usually I wouldn't say anything, but this is a total exaggeration and complete lie mm-hmm. of what's going on right
1: now well and also look at last season they actually had they pretty successful i mean Westbrook was kind of injured a little bit but like pretty good season i mean exactly considering.
0: and well and if 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 russell really was like that butthurt about like knocking the ball or not maybe not mm-hmm. they're like playing in houston i don't think he would have been the team's biggest cheerleader while he was injured and right. like gas hard and harden up and trying to pump them up and trying to play coach westbrook like Mm -hmm. I don't think that would have happened. Unless he's the best
1: faker of all time, imposter Russell. I mean, maybe. Russ Russ Suss. It makes sense. But another report came out that was saying that he he might want to. I mean, uh, again, this is a report. Who knows if this is true? But kind of giving validity to the fact that maybe not what Stephen A. Smith said exactly, but uh, that he wants his own team. Like he wants uh, what he had in OKC but somewhere else now. You know, like right, he was right. the, he was a train conductor. And one of the teams that came out was the Knicks. Now, if you're looking on the Knicks side, uh, I mean, dude, the Clippers said they're interested. Who are they going to trade? Unless they give up like Lou Williams, you know, one of their really good role players, which I don't know why they would for Russell Westbrook at this point. Yeah. But Knicks actually make some sense in the sense that like if they get Russell Westbrook, I mean, they're selling tickets now. He's a show. They might make. They'll probably make the playoffs in the East just because of Russell, Russell Westbrook. Uh, They've you also know. got
0: a lot of young talent on that team. So yeah, like yeah, that that makes sense. And but it, yeah, but with, it the, doesn't with the like... Clippers, with the Clippers, I don't see Westbrook and Kawhi playing well together. Personally, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's just me. Well, yeah. But yeah, I, I could see him fitting in with the Knicks.
1: Well, yeah, and, and for the Clippers, I mean, they need they need shooters and uh, defensive guys and like good role players. Right. Russell Westbrook, to be honest, not a great role player right now. Right. He still wants to be that guy. Obviously Uh, he's not the best shooter, so he's not gonna fit in that way. And yeah, like I don't, yeah, I don't see him fitting in very well there, but I mean the Knicks, I don't love it, but it does seem like a very Nick thing to do is like to trade him, give up a few of those young guys, a few picks (sighs) go get him, and then they're good because they make the eighth seed in the East, you know?
0: Yeah. They <laughs> the eighth seed in the East. Yeah you're, not, yeah, you're not wrong. No, it's true. And, yeah, I don't know. It is a very Knicks thing to do, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I had um, – I mean, I brought him up before. Shout out uh, Jake Wens, my buddy, but he actually posted on his Instagram about some of the, like, changes kind of going on with the Knicks and was, like uh, – yeah, basically saying he thinks that the Knicks actually could be – a um just kind of a a a threat in the east because of all the young talent and kind of the people that they're bringing in Mm -hmm. um and i all i did was kind of bring up the counterpoint of that i think the nets are going to be crazy next year just because they're making a lot of moves especially with the coaching staff and then they've got healthy Kyrie, kd and the other guys that are on that i mean the the, like the younger guys that are on that team too that that add to them i mean
1: i think Nets, nets are gonna be dangerous it might be a top two seed or bust for them and it might be like I think in Mm. their eyes if they're in their eyes if you were the nets like wouldn't you think your only competition is maybe I guess the heat because they made it this year and then and then the bucks right like that's your only competition right In, in your head
0: yeah I would say so but I would I mean I would throw Boston in there too along in the mix
1: yeah for sure but I don't know. I don't know. If I'm a confident Nets team, I feel like, yo, I got like. One I, see yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I got like one or two teams.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying because I mean you have to be fair. The Heat were what the fourth seed or something. Fifth like that? Fifth seed. Fifth seed, exactly. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even think they see that the Heat is a threat. They're yeah, maybe not. Looking, they're mostly looking at probably like Bucks and Boston and mm-hmm. going, okay, yeah, we we are either like one of them might be ahead of us, but that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, in other possible trade news, though, uh, the Suns are reportedly interested in CB3. Um, actually, a few teams might be interested in him. And I thought that was interesting in the Suns' case. Um, they're always looking for – I actually I actually really liked it because if you think about the team, the bubble Suns team, right, but you insert the leadership and the skills of Chris Paul, I think that's pretty good. I think yeah, think a pretty that's good actually combo. pretty
0: dangerous. Yeah. Well, and you sent me this uh, this Bleacher Report article that had some like possible trade packages and landing spots. And if this is mm-hmm. like an actual deal that could stir some interest, it's saying the deal would be Ricky Rubio, Kelly Ray Jr., and a twenty one first round pick mm-hmm. for Chris Paul. That's a steal in my opinion for the Suns when you've got a lot of the other talent that's on that team and then well, you add Chris Paul. Like well, you were and, saying, I mean, Ricky Rubio was good for them and Kelly Ruber mm-hmm. jr is definitely a good young guy. And then, yeah, you don't really want to give away first round picks too often, but like, I think that's a great deal.
1: But I mean, for the OKC Thunder, man, they, they would add another pick to their plethora, their treasure trove. They already have. Mm-hmm. And they get Ricky Rubio to replace Chris Paul. Not like the biggest downfall. Ricky Rubio had a really nice season last year on the, on the suns. He actually helped them a lot. Yeah. Uh, and and put some respect on my boy Kelly Oubre's name. Okay, he was <laughs> almost a twenty-point scorer last year. He got an injury; didn't play in the bubble. Um, but I think he's really nice. And OKC, okay, another young guy to to make. Like I think his contract's up after this year, so like they mm-hmm. would have to they would have to pay him big money to keep him. But a year to try out, like that, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good haul. I feel like to to get rid of uh, or to trade Chris Paul. Um, yeah. Some other deals on here. Uh, would be maybe for the New York Knicks. I don't like this for Chris Paul. Like, why would you go to the Knicks? Why would you want that? Nah. I, I'm i actually interested. I don't know. Does Chris Paul have a no trade clause? I would be – I don't think he does. <laughs> yeah, so maybe – I don't know. Maybe OKC just, like, sees that and likes the people they're getting <laughs> and just trades that. <laughs> It yeah.
0: could be, but, like, I mean, even for – I mean, even for, uh, for OKC, okay, this isn't the best – package that they're like Wayne Ellington, Bobby Portis, Dennis Smith Jr. and Frank. Mm. uh, Oh, how do you say it? Is it it Tilakina? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Like just like drop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's Tilakina or something like that. Anyway. And Kevin Knox and a 23 first Mm. round pick. So like, I don't know. I think, I think the Knicks actually are getting, clown if they if they give all that up <laughs> for Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul's Chris Paul is not taking you to the to the playoffs even, I think. Yeah in, in with the team you have left after that.
1: Right, right. Um so now this like one it, it that... would be
0: Chris Bay it'd be Chris Paul and RJ Barrett. That's
1: about it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Which might be good for RJ Barrett as far as like growing, learning from him. But it's true. Uh, like you said as far as team wise that doesn't really push the needle too much, I don't think. Um but this one, the next one on this list is the Milwaukee Bucks trade. I love this one, okay? The deal is Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez, DJ Wilson, and two first-round, a 2021 and a 2023 first-round pick. Now, OKC, if you're OKC, you're just you're looking forward to the picks. That's pretty much all you're doing, right? Because, um, I mean, Eric those Bledsoe, are nice. Eric Bledsoe's not, not terrible. They're nice players. They're good players. But there are no Chris Paul. Um, True. Brooke Lopez is pretty – it sucks to give up Brooke Lopez. But to replace Eric Bledsoe, who he's pretty good for the Bucks. He's been nice. But then he always – the last two years, he kind of sucked in the playoffs, right? Uh-huh. To replace him with a Chris Paul from last year, dude, if he could be what he was last, I love it. I love oh, it. Oh,
0: yeah. Totally, yeah. If, and you add Chris Paul in there with Giannis, where he mm-hmm. – Giannis kind of feel it, like I think um, – Oh man, who was it that said this? That said that, like, was it was it Max Kellerman? I don't remember that said Giannis might be a Pippin. Like, you know, he may not be a Jordan. He needs oh, to yeah. find his Jordan. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm not saying Chris Paul is his Jordan, but like, you have a guy who knows how to run a floor, probably the, one of the best out of anyone. Right. And so you add him in there with Chris Middleton and like, I I, I really actually do like that for the Bucks mm-hmm. if. if yeah, and then and then again, you're saying like OKC is getting some good players in return mm-hmm. and
1: more first round picks. Like, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're not giving up. I mean, they still don't have to give up. You know, any they're only giving up Chris Paul. You know, they can keep they can keep their other good guy like you know, Shea Gilgis. You know, they they're they're keeping those guys too, which mm-hmm. is good for them. Exactly. Um, the last deal on the list is the Charlotte Hornets. Um, it would be Nicholas Batum. Forgot he was still playing. Um, <laughs> i guess he's not really playing guess guess how much his contract is connor guess how much how much uh,
0: i believe two
1: dollars i believe it's 22 million dollars a year Ooh, oof yeah really <laughs> yeah dude at least that's what yikes. he signed for and it was for like five years so he might have like one or two years left on that deal bruh <laughs> it's rough that um, is a big
0: yikes from me there bud
1: yeah and so that's just oh to my. make the deal that's just to make the money work because Chris Paul's deal is huge too but anyways Nick Batum uh Devontae Graham which he looked really nice last year he kind of yeah a he was he year. was
0: a uh pretty good player for them last uh-huh. year and, and it looks like he's just getting you just getting better
1: right young guy uh and yeah. a 2022 first round pick um yeah it's pretty much like a. a a salary dump for OKC at this point. I mean Devontae <laughs> yeah, Graham's much. nice. Maybe you can develop him a little bit more. That'll be good. Yeah. Um but that's a pretty big drop off from Chris Paul, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. Um, no, I
0: agree. And and if you're the Hornets to bring in Chris Paul, I mean like what is that doing for you too? Like Yeah,
1: like they probably I think with Chris Paul and the roster they have, like let's say they don't make any moves. I think they move into probably the eighth spot, eighth or seventh spot. Honestly, the ETH yeah. is so weak. It's so sure. weak. So sure. yeah, maybe make the playoffs with Chris Paul. Probably make the playoffs with Chris. Paul. Look what he did with the OKC Thunder. Like right, probably make right. the playoffs. But like you're not moving the needle that much. So like you you,
0: you definitely make the first round of the playoffs, but you don't go much further than that. Yeah, and this
1: and Chris Paul, I think he has one more year on his deal. So, maybe that's fine that they'll just pick him up for one more year. But if he has two more years, that's like $40 million a year. Right. Oof. I don't know. I don't know about that for either side, really. Big oof. Yeah. But let's see. I mean, uh, I just want to mention this real quick. The NBA uh, offseason starts tomorrow, actually, technically. So, they can start <laughs> oh, making trades. They can start making for trades. Start making trade. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. They start making trades tomorrow night or tomorrow. Um, which let's bring this up real quick. I saw this morning a report that came out that said, so the first, it, it was just a rumor that said the Lakers were interested in Dennis Schroeder from OKC. Uh-huh. Um, and now I actually saw a report. I think it was from Shams. Um, I'm sorry if I'm wrong about that. That said they've already tentatively agreed to this deal. And they're pretty much just waiting for tomorrow to open it up, Um, which is like Schroeder. I think a pick, and I can't remember if Danny Green is evolved or not, to be honest. But anyways, after Monday, Wednesday is the NBA draft, which I forgot. It's so quick. That's going to be really fun. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. Um, and then on Friday, NBA free agency starts. So it's okay. coming up quick.
0: It's, it's exciting. Yeah. It's all happened very fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel I do feel bad for all the guys that literally got like a month off from from basketball pretty much to uh to recoup but uh Mm -hmm. yeah i'm excited that it's starting back up so soon i mean who who to thunk it
1: yeah that's awesome but in more maybe like potentials trade news um apparently drew holiday everybody wants drew holiday right now um though i came out the hawks were a potential landing spot for him that's interesting maybe they are you know trying to get that veteran leadership trying to get the number two guy next to Drew uh, Trey Young. Yeah. Interesting one. Um, they were also thinking about maybe a possible multi-team team trade involving the sixth pick because I feel like, you know, they're trying to win now. They're mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. start twin. win. They don't really want to try to develop more young guys. They have a lot of young guys right. on that team as well. Now it came out, I believe, this morning that Denver apparently is trying to get a top 10 pick to then flip it for Drew Holiday. And I love that for them. I think him at the number two. They could do. They could have like a three guard lineup with like uh, Jamal Murray, Drew Holiday, and uh, Gary Harris. The one, two, and three. And that I I like that because Gary Harris. Yeah, that would and be nice for Denver. Andrew are pretty good defensively. They're both good. Like I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, that
0: would that would actually be really cool to see in Denver. Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe it's possible because this year's draft is not the deepest. You know, it's not. A, Nothing too crazy, so if, you know...
0: Well, yeah, it was hard because, like, I mean, college guys didn't get enough chance to, like, show off, and then there was no tournament to show off. it. Like, it was mm-hmm. it was kind of weird. Like, I started hearing about... um, Is it Anthony Edwards? Is that, like, projected yeah. number one pick out of Georgia? Well,
1: he's top three right now. Yes.
0: Oh, that's right. He's top three. Lamelo mm-hmm. supposedly could I also I think go. is
1: the potential number one right now.
0: Yeah, apparently Lamelo is looking mm-hmm. really good, too, as a potential number one. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, at first, I know Anthony was projected at the at the at the number one and then I think he's dropped a little bit but mm-hmm. I mean again I think that's all due to not really getting a chance to play like no one's really had a chance to play no one's had a chance to to really show what they've got like for a full season mm-hmm. and then plus a tournament because I mean I think about guys like um wow I'm really gonna blank on his name right when we're talking about him on the Grizzlies starts with a J uh um, oh, uh John Morant Thank you. Oh my gosh. I I was like, Jamal Murray was the only name that would come to my mind. Yeah, Um, John Morant. Yes. He was like unheard of. And then the show he put on in the tournament is the reason that he got drafted for for the most part. I mean, he probably would have gotten drafted regardless, but he moved up in the draft a lot because of what he did in the tournament. So, um, yeah, I, I do think that this draft is a little weird. It's kind of, it's kind of been a quiet one in a way, if you will. Like I haven't heard as much like news other than anthony edwards and lamella ball that's all i hear yeah. so and
1: wiseman right the guy out of yes yep. yes wiseman i think they're the top three right now but yeah like after yeah. the top three it kind of i mean not a huge drop off but like there's not a whole lot of buzz around anybody else they don't think it's very deep this year um, Yeah, there's
0: there's a lot of offseason like kind of just weird things happening though like for one uh i know this came out that fred van vliet he says he wants to get paid i mean he says like he's like i know what my worth is and it's time to cash out basically and so mm-hmm. i thought that was interesting especially we brought him up as um a possible uh landing spot for him w- who did we talk about like could possibly where he would land and look it would be pretty nice for them we talked about it like last week i feel like
1: it was a we couple up, weeks ago
0: or it was a couple weeks ago we brought up his yeah. name for somebody and i can't remember who it was now it'll come back to us
1: pacers but maybe no, but no i don't think
0: so i don't know i don't i don't think so but anyway Speaking of the Pacers, though, Victor Oladipo, apparently, was reported um, by, supposedly, it was, like, in front of his teammates, that he was, like, asking other teams, can I come play with y'all? Like, he wants out of Indiana, supposedly. Like, that's that's yeah. what the reports I mean, are coming out. Now. He he
1: he did come out and deny it, but if this is true, that's pretty disrespectful for your teammates, like, yeah, right well, in and front especially, of
0: them. Especially for Indiana, who was like, with his injury and everything, was very supportive of him. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. how much I believe that, but it was interesting to see. Um, and then another, just kind of like out of nowhere, was apparently the Lakers are interested in DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And I mean, okay, two things here one, why like lakers just, just why like you have so many so much talent on your team already mm-hmm. just stop throwing money everywhere like just <laughs> <laughs> like can i pick some up off the floor please mm-hmm. like you just they're just throwing money around um and then i know demar i think he made a comment today or something that he's very flattered like you know if that's his hometown team mm-hmm. um so he was he was pretty honored that they would even express some interest in him um mm. which is pretty a pretty humble answer for a guy like that but uh
1: I don't really Yeah, I just I don't get it um for this whole like team fit. Like they need shooters, they need 3 and D guys, right? Uh-huh. Good role players, good shooters right now. Um Demar, listen, I, I think he's actually a really good player. I like him a lot. Not a 3 and D, not the best 3 and D guy and he's kind of expensive for just like a mid-range pull-up guy like the, that you're going to get. Now, I mean, what could it work? Maybe but I just don't see why they would be interested in it, you know?
0: Yeah, I didn't really understand it either. But, again, I sometimes I feel like the Lakers are just like, ooh, you know who we could get? And they just, like, throw out a name because why not? <laughs> just, why We're the not, Lakers. Why not? We have a ton of money. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, why mm-hmm. not just put together a crazy team?
1: Yeah. So, actually, the the schedule for the upcoming um, season uh, came out. Woes reported it. Uh and apparently there will be no all-star game this year. Uh, I wonder – I didn't see – I wonder if there there will be a break, though, at all. And then um, they're actually going to have a play-in tournament for the 7 through 10 seeds, um, kind of like they did it for oh. the bubble this year. Yeah. Uh, I really like this idea. I wonder if it's, it's going to stick or if it's just for the weird times, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I never really heard any kind of feedback from – this year i Mm -hmm. I didn't i didn't hear any like solid solid reports on like what the feedback was from the play-in tournament i like it i think it's great more basketball all the time and more more opportunities for like lower seeded teams to get into it you know you know guys that like those teams that are right on the cusp like like the blazers for example that was really cool because like the blazers are always pretty decent but they're always the Suns.
1: the only way the Suns could have gotten in to the playoffs was this tournament if they won it out you know Mm mm-hmm so exactly they there was the only time yeah
0: yeah so i mean i like it i think it's a cool idea um no all-star game is is interesting but it also makes sense especially where we've talked about this before that they're trying to get this uh season out of the way in time for the olympics so i feel like that just kind of adds to like okay we're just going to not do an all-star game so we can just kind of like breeze through the season a little bit and and figure things out and try to get back on a regular schedule mm-hmm yeah exactly
1: um, I'm excited for it, man. It start literally preseason starts in a month, so yeah.
0: that, that's exciting. It's pretty nutty. I'm I'm excited about all these jerseys that are coming out though. they're all the oh. city city jerseys are starting to get released, and I'm some of them it. are straight fire. Yeah. Um, I think I sent you that link to the the um NBA article that kind of keeps you up to date on them, but like. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, let's see. I'm, I'm just kind of scrolling through. and Atlanta's looking, I mean, about the same in general. They got mm-hmm. the MLK jerseys, which are uh, pretty cool. I mean, just like black and gold, but solid. Nice. Um, you sent me the Nets one a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Still not a fan. Even I like them. again. I like em. Still Nostalgic. them. Nostalgic. I like them. I still hate them. <laughs> I do not like them at all.
1: And they got the but, court to match. I love this though. I love this new trend ca- happening in the last few years. Is they're matching the court to those jerseys. I do like that. I, love I do it. like
0: that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, if you can if you can take apart and put together an NBA court inside of a uh, like a, a banquet hall in Disney World, pretty mm-hmm. sure you can match your jerseys to them. So I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty easy to to take apart and put together an NBA court, apparently. Yeah. Um. But dude, we've got to talk about these Charlotte jerseys these charlotte jerseys are they, amazing
1: they might be my favorite coming out right now They are the uh, same <laughs> it's like a mint green with uh-huh. blacks pinstripes and one gold pinstripe like it's all it's really clean it looks really yeah. nice they look so and good. then just and like
0: the matching court that we're talking about looks yeah, exactly. so good i love it so good i love the mint um like uh like what's oh my gosh what's this area called i'm like blinking again it's, like, inside, inside the three-point, but it's not the paint, like, it's just, but it's yeah. all, like, it's got the honeycomb, uh, yeah, like, yeah, pattern yeah. that they've had, and then they've got the mint color in there, too. Oh, it looks so good. Yeah, it's um, awesome. The bulls, I thought was interesting. I like them. It wasn't my favorite. wasn't my favorite, them. but I don't hate them.
1: Yeah. Um, I, think I do like the geometric pattern, like, going up the side. It's, like, the, like, you know, the old time, like, showtime, you know, not not showtime but you know the old like theaters in chicago right like yes. it kind of looks like yeah i liked it like yeah no i do i do like it for that and it
0: kind of matches a lot of chicago's architecture where it's very angular very like i don't know triangle kind of mm-hmm. uh it like, kind of has like a triangle theme to it um, golden state is cool I don't know. They're not my favorite either. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I like it just for the I, nostalgia reason. Like they're fine jerseys, same, but nostalgic. Same. They're pretty nostalgic, so. I
0: yeah. I like the nostalgia and I like the fact that they say Oakland and not Warriors on them though. I do yeah, like that as like an cool. homage because they just changed um their stadium, so they're in San Francisco technically now yeah. and not Oakland anymore. Yep. Like um it. Grizzlies are good. I like the Grizzlies.
1: I love Grizzlies. It's super nostalgic. I love the jerseys though, and I sent you. I think I, yeah, I sent you the hype video for it. They yes. did a really yeah, good job on that hype nice. video. That the hype cool. video was
0: nice. Um, um, okay, so now can we crap all over New Orleans because they suck?
1: Yeah, like I. The problem is, I see potential in there. They just didn't execute it very well. It's kind of boring. Yeah,
0: that's that's it. That's that's it for me too. it's like it's very plain, very boring. Yeah. Like I do like the. Um, what's that symbol called it's like i mean it's the saint symbol i don't know what it's called um i know there's a a technical name for it but um and then like the nola along the bottom of the shorts is like okay yeah but i mean other than that they're just like plain white jerseys
1: with like a little red yeah exactly like that's what i mean there's potential there maybe incorporating that symbol more and more nola on there or something but yeah it's just too too plain i guess for me
0: yeah Yeah, i i agree it's it's just it it it, it, uh it missed the mark for me on that one yeah um i just kind of want to skip over orlando because they're okay (laughs) yeah just orange
1: pinstripes it's like they just a new color pretty much yeah
0: Yeah, it was but yo but these suns jerseys they might
1: they might be they're up there with my favorite along with the uh the the hornets man
0: like the whole like desert Mm -hmm. pixelated landscape with like the sunset pixelated yeah. uh like color I don't the know, color, color scheme is amazing yeah like the cut like the color scale though that it goes with mm-hmm. the purple and oh oh and it says
1: the valley which is <laughs> yes. i don't know if you people know that we call it, that's what we call it down here the valley um
0: <laughs> yeah you and every other valley
1: no it's so stupid but um <laughs> i actually love it like i mean i i might have to cop one one of these man they're pretty they're pretty nice
0: yeah, no, I uh I think I told you that you have to get one, otherwise yeah. I'm gonna do something bad to you. I don't
1: Ooh. know what yet. <laughs> don't don't yes. you tease me with a good time. <laughs> no, I love the color scheme. It it looks awesome. They're great. They
0: what did you think about Phillies? Phillies is kinda weird.
1: I liked it though. Um it is weird. I don't I don't hate it, but it's just kinda weird for Philly. Yeah. I think I like it. Some of these which <clears throat> the next one included we'll have to talk about that in a second some of these i want to see how they look on the court because that does change it does change it um yeah so that's, that's kind of it's kind of one but i think they're good i saw didn't um didn't it come out that ai was wearing it or they photo maybe they photoshopped ai wearing one I Maybe, remember. but
0: like i just don't i don't really understand the the homes like lit it's like it looks like homes like with christmas lights on them basically like yeah i don't know it's like the outline of some homes i don't know it's just kind of weird for philly but like i don't hate them but i just don't get Mm. them i guess oregon (laughs) i'm not a fan of though i'll tell you that right now
1: yeah i like i like the i like the colors on the sides and then they were trying to do the topical um landscape the topical lines for a map Uh on the whole jersey now my problem is i don't think i'll be able to see it watching the game So I don't think (laughs) it would be cool. I actually I'm a I'm kind of a geography nerd. Like I like stuff like that. I like the topical like involving that. Right. But Uh I don't think I'll be able to see it from the like. And so without that, it's very plain. And it just I don't like them. Yeah. I don't really like them.
0: Me personally, I'm also not a huge fan of only accenting like the sides of jerseys, and I feel like some try to do that where they try to you do know, do the whole thing with the shorts and the and the sides of the jerseys, and that's yeah. what these are doing. Is like it's I feel just like, just I the like,
1: sides. I feel like it'd be better if that was across the chest, maybe, uh-huh. or kind of like kind of like how the Valley did it, or or you know the Suns exactly. did it. I mean, um, yeah. but yeah, very very plain to me, and I, I didn't I didn't love it, and it's brown. Brown jerseys usually don't work so yeah
0: i don't i don't like it that's like silver jerseys for me i don't like silver jerseys either mm-hmm. um but then we've got the kings um there's a pretty cool actually i like the kings i like the throwback colors i like the mm-hmm. i like the kind of juxtaposition with the black and those throwback colors like on mm-hmm. top of each other the way they they laid them out and it's got Sacktown. town so yeah. i'm i'm here for it
1: <laughs> love Sacktown. no and they they actually <laughs> i mean if you watch the hype video and everything they incorporated a little bit of a little bit of the nineteen eighty five jersey, a little bit of the nineteen ninety four jersey, a little bit of the uh-huh. two thousand jersey, a little bit of the two thousand nineteen jersey into it. So it's pretty cool uh, uh, homage to 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 the previous jerseys too.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we got Spurs. I guess that's the last one they have on here in this list. But I like them. I uh, don't have a problem with them. I
1: they're like. Pl- and
0: they're a little plain, but what, I, I like the it,
1: c- color scheme. And that's kind of the thing, dude. I feel like if Oregon was just like this. like yeah. just, just put it across the chest. Maybe do uh-huh. a little mountain. It would be a little bit better. Because this yep. is very nostalgic to that old color scheme they had. I mm-hmm. love it. I love that color scheme. So it's like, yeah, it's plain, but it still it still does something for me. Ooh. Does,
0: does a little something for you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Why does this get weird? <laughs> it always gets weird. That's true. Let's get, um, yeah. let's get weird. I love talking jerseys, man i, oh, I do too i think
0: we were talking beforehand and i was talking about the the charlotte jerseys again i was like man if they have like a sick hat with that city colorway though and i was like just like a nice black clean black hat mm-hmm. with like the mint like uh old school logo oh and then i was like why am i not a hat designer
1: or the bottom of the brim with that with Ooh, the, the yeah. color scheme
0: yeah 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 yeah. i love that yeah Very we should cool. just be we should just become jersey hat designers i'm here for it i'm here for it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know what i have to do to do that but i want to do it
1: all right so yeah let's move on to some monday night football picks connor now our football uh topics we'll have to kind of breeze through because we are running pretty long right now you promised me buttholes oh we'll get to the butthole. maybe we'll only do buttholes okay Um, all right all right after our Monday night football, just making meetings. sure, just making sure. <laughs> so last week we so we both lost lo- again. We lost. Um, <laughs> yeah, we lost a, a surprisingly again. interesting game last week. Uh, True. Didn't I? Don't think anybody saw it coming out like that. Um, a little fun fact: Joe Flacco, who we've talked about on the show before, um, passed Joe Montana for all-time passing yards in that game. We so he's uh, still not I th- elite. I think he's elite. I think he's elite now. He's still not elite. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, this week we have the Vikings versus the Bears, a nice division rivalry um, matchup. The Vikings are favored at two and a half. Who do you got? The Connor? Vikings
0: are favored at two and a half.
1: The Vikings are favored at two and a half. Ooh, that's a tough line.
0: This is a tough one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I said, I think I'm actually gonna. I actually think I'm gonna go with the Bears on this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I'm going go-
1: for it. That's awesome because I'm going with the Vikings this time because I think Good. they're kind of well. Dalvin Cook is going off right now. Mm, that's true, and um, they're kind of they're they're gaining momentum while the Bears they had momentum and they're kind of losing it now. So I'm going Vikings. Um, yeah, and I actually saw a stat. Shout out Brent again, best producer in the game. Um, He sent me a stat on Instagram this morning that says uh, Dalvin Cook leads the league in scoring with 84 points. The rest of the top 20, all kickers.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: That's crazy, dude, because it usually is is kickers that lead, lead, you know, scoring. Yeah. That's crazy that he's not only number one, but in the top 20, he's the only other kicker or only other non-kicker. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's insane. Insane. That's pretty right
1: funny. Um, yeah, shout out Brent. So that's our Monday Night Picks. We'll see how that goes this time. Um, but yeah, like I said, we kind of have to breeze through a few of these. But real quick, I wanted to bring up, I see this meme going around. And I know it's a joke, but I want to take it a little seriously that – the Steelers are a bad 8-0 team, and I see it because, you know, they barely beat the Cowboys, a fourth-string-led Cowboys, and, you know, they've had a few bad wins, I guess, if you could call it a bad win. A win's a win. Uh, but, yeah, I see this meme going around that, are they a bad 8-0 team, right? So, I wanted to dive into the stats. Now, oh, I
0: did I You know you I, did you find, know I love, love me some stats.
1: I found something interesting, Connor, and... Here's the thing. If we're talking about their defense, just like last year, their defense is probably better than last year because mm-hmm. they have a, you know, uh, defense is still great. Top 10 in, in yards, you know, uh, I think top, you know, top five in points given up, all that good stuff, right? Here's where it gets interesting is their offense is in most categories bad. It's actually pretty damn bad like most really? in a lot of these categories and yards in in passing yards and rushing like and and points they're they're like bottom half of the league sometimes 20 plus ranked 20 plus you know sometimes 20 25th ranked in their offensive stats now here's the kicker though is that touchdowns and points scored they are uh in the top of the league Hold on, let me get this exactly right for you.
0: Uh, are you sure that's the kicker? I'm pretty sure Chris Boswell's still the kicker.
1: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um Oh, yeah, so points four, they're number nine. They have the ninth most points scored in the league so far. So it's like their offense is kind of shit, honestly, until it comes to scoring. <laughs> which is obviously the most important so thing. So the
0: only thing we care about. So basically right. they're Billy Bean is what you're telling me. Like Just like I was talking about money. Somehow. Somehow, even in football, they're able yeah. to just be like, okay, what do we care about? Scoring. So that's what we do. Yeah.
1: Somehow they're finding ways to score. They're like a top 10 scoring offense, but everything else is like bottom half of the league. And so it's just enough for that. That's, for-
0: that's so interesting too, where they have kind of like a, an emerging young star in Chase Claypool as well that they kind mm-hmm. of just like, found this year to help yeah. them score. So, I don't know, that's that is actually really interesting to to dive into a little deeper mm-hmm. and think about cuz yeah, they are they're 8-0 and no one like you, like you brought it up before, no one's really talking about them. And maybe yeah. this is why it's cuz like they're not doing like that great, but they mm-hmm. are. Like their record shows they are.
1: Yeah, and and I found this that and because of their really good defense, their average uh mar- scoring margin is number 3 in the league. And it's at nine point two, so they're winning games by nine point two points on an average. Wow! So it's like, yeah, they are scoring, but everything else isn't really there for them on offense. Because um,
0: the best offense is a great defense.
1: All right, Sean Connery, what was that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like that's such an old school way of thinking about things. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, defense is super important, but it's true. Like if if the other team can't can't score, and then they yeah. a- obviously they're able to score like that. Yeah, no wonder mm-hmm. they're killing
1: it. Well, and, you know, they have one of the least – I think they have the least amount of turnovers given away on offense, and they're one of the best defensive of creating turnovers too. So, I mean, it's right there. So, uh, to answer your question, I mean, is any 8-0 team really bad? No, I don't think so. But <laughs> it's just interesting that their no, offense is – is, No, but-
0: it is interesting to dive into some of those nuances too. Like you just brought up like turnovers, things like that. I feel like that's a lot of times – what things that people don't really look at or think about because one thing um that i was thinking about recently was how i felt like this is for some reason i felt like the saints were like struggling this year Saints are doing fine but one thing that i noticed when they play is the saints have been getting some really bad calls like officiating wise and Mm -hmm. they're actually one of the i at least the last time i saw they were one of the top teams for uh it was like Yards per penalty, or something like that. Oof, like, yeah, average yeah, yard like in, per like, penalty. Uh huh. Like, in a game, they're losing a ton of yards mm-hmm. on penalties, but they're still able to win, they're still pulling through. But it's just because they have a crazy, crazy offense mm-hmm. and a good defense.
1: Now, I found something else interesting when I was looking at this average scoring margin, okay? So your top team's pretty pretty standard. Kansas City, number one, at 11 points per game. Baltimore, number two, at 10 points a game. We already talked about Pittsburgh, number three, at nine points a game. Now, number four my, is going to surprise you. It will surprise you, Connor. Okay, number four is Miami.
0: Ooh, what? Yeah,
1: number four <laughs> average scoring margin is Miami. They're at seven and a half. Right now, and if you look at their last three games, their last three games, they're at twelve and a half, and that includes their like three point victory versus uh the Cardinals. So, yeah, that's just wow. I, 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 I was fits, surprised that fits
0: magic, baby. Whoa, <laughs> Some, <something laughs> that's about it. Last three games. Hey, though, that's all, hey uh, he just has to. Be, no, hey, he just has to be there. He doesn't have to be starting. He just has. Oh, to be I there. see.
1: He, his aura is around the team. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Okay.
0: That the beard reaches out to everyone, touches them individually. <laughs>
1: oh no! Oh no!
0: No, not like that. You perv! Only, oh my only gosh! No kids in
1: the stands. It's crazy. <laughs> you know what's interesting though? Uh, another interesting thing. Atlanta is number fifteen. Uh, their scoring margin is <laughs> is point is negative point nine. Negative point nine. Well, um so I mean all those keep blowing leads. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they're all closed games. So it's like, man, they, they have a terrible record, but yeah, a few of those closed games, all of a sudden, you're you're a good team, you know? Yeah, dude. So the owners actually approved a proposal recently that says um if all the teams, I believe if like if, if the team if the whole league doesn't play a certain amount of games um, or if you know the if not every team gets to play all 16 games uh, then they actually might expand the playoffs to include two more teams um, which i think is interesting you know it's kind of like giving everybody more of a chance right like yeah. oh you didn't you only get to play 15 games so we'll give you a, we'll we'll send you the playoffs but every other play it. but that means i think that means that the number one teams don't get a buy then right
0: mm, i don't know i don't know how that would work
1: i think that's I'm trying what that to, i'm means. trying to think how
0: that i'm trying to think how that would work but it seems odd to not give the number one
1: teams a buy mm-hmm. even still yeah but i think yeah so like I don't know. Say you're a number one team now, and you were getting a buy. So now you play like
0: the number like, I don't know, eighth the number six t- team or number eighth team or whatever. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, like, they like because they got in because like mm-hmm. they didn't get to play as many games or because they expanded it essentially.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Huh, so. Okay. So I mean, more chances there, more playoffs, I guess, for us. Which, as a fan, yep. maybe that's a um, good thing.
0: Always okay with that.
1: But, yeah, kind of an interesting solution to maybe not getting as many games played because there has been a lot of COVID talk. And, I mean, this week, if you follow following college football at all, I mean, pretty much every Pac-12 game is getting canceled. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on during COVID that's getting canceled for, for the college football. Yeah. So, I mean, it's tough out here, man. It's tough. Yeah.
0: It It is tough out here. <laughs> tough for everyone,
1: especially Lamar Jackson,
0: apparently. Did you hear about that?
1: Uh, you I mean you brought it up to me I believe yeah
0: yeah so he was claiming that other teams like already know what the Ravens are calling uh, like at the line of scrimmage before the snap and he didn't really specify like it, it didn't I, I read through the article and it didn't really specify whether he was like accusing other teams of cheating or the coaching staff of not mixing up play calls enough um, I don't really know what he's talking about <laughs> exactly because like in the interview even they were like so like they know what you're going to call. And he's like, yeah, I mean, because they're, like, calling, like, run, run, run. Like, they're calling a run. And it's like, I mean, don't defenses do that in general? Like, they're trying to predict the play. But I guess to yeah, but, though, it, it almost seems like they're, like, they legit know exactly what they're going to run.
1: Right. Right. And maybe, yeah, maybe it's, like, it's, it's happening more accurately and more often now, I guess, maybe is what he's noticing. Mm-hmm. Um, or something like that, which maybe – I mean, I'm not a really big, like, I I don't know is, is what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe it's the, maybe his offense is simple. Maybe it's simple. Just that's how Harbaugh does it. Maybe it's simple to get him along to it. Maybe they're adding more things or maybe they're just repeating last year. Exactly what they did last year. And so teams already have all the film on it. Yeah. I don't know, but maybe, maybe he's just whining that they're losing right now. I don't know. But that, that could, be, is... could be a
0: number of things. But I just thought it was—I was I just thought it was kind of interesting that that came out, especially because it. it I guess it was interesting because it really wasn't clear whether or not he was like accusing other teams of possibly cheating, or yeah. like basically being critical of the coaching staff for not mixing things up enough so that other teams can figure out what they're going to run. Yeah, I don't know, but um, also I found out that the weekend was named this year's mm-hmm. uh, halftime
1: show for the Super Bowl. Predictions hmm so here's the issue is usually last year we actually had a pretty decent show i feel like it was pretty good what was it um shakira and uh j-lo right yeah um i thought yeah, it was... the only
0: people that the only people that hated that were all the karens
1: <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i thought it was good not just because of the booty shaking but um i <laughs> know like they sound usually yeah we
0: all know why you thought it was good andrew
1: <laughs> shakira's my girl man uh <laughs> They usually in the history shows in halftime performances, usually the sound sucks. Like even if they're a good band or whatever, their performance, the halftime performance is usually not that good. So last year was a breath of of fresh air. That was pretty good. It was sounded good. They they performed really well.
0: JT was a great halftime show, which was like, only. but it wasn't
1: because of the sound. No, (laughs) (laughs) um, but so I'm excited. I love The Weeknd. He's actually one of my favorite artists. But, oh, like the weekend a lot. but is he, how is it going to sound, I guess? So I'm like, is it, is it was last year a like turn? Like, are they finally figuring out how to make them sound better? <laughs> or is it a shot in the pan and he's just set up for failure already? I don't know. I hope he yeah, does well, knows? though. I'm still kind of excited for it.
0: I am too. I actually do. I agree. With you. I think it will be, it has the potential to be really good. Um, and I'm also thinking probably w- where they're not going to have full a full stadium of fans, um, where it's going to be limited uh, attendance. I actually wonder if it'll make it better because then you don't have to deal with all those noise elements going into it, you know? so well, And,
1: and also, maybe they won't focus as much on the whole, like moving stages and getting a hundred kids on the field every year. There's like a (laughs) hundred kids doing something on the field every year. Have like glowing balls in their hands. Like why are they there? Yeah. So maybe they'll focus more on the audio this time. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Connor, Connor, we finally made it to your, the segment you've been waiting for. Okay.
0: Hey, you're the one that insisted on it.
1: I need to talk about this. Okay. Okay. Please do. (laughs) So, um, There's another podcast called The Roach Motel uh, by Josh Potter. He had one of our favorite comedians, Tom Segura, on. And they discussed, which is something that we've actually discussed before, Connor. uh, They discussed uh, which buttholes would be the cleanest in the NFL based on position. Um, You know, their argument was... Uh, how <laughs> they think wide receivers are in general the cleanest, you know, offensive defensive line are in general the dirtiest and, and it, it kind of depends on the aggression of the individual player, more aggressive equals more dirty butthole because they want it to be dirtier. Right mm-hmm. now I have a little bit of a rebuttal to what they were saying. Okay. I, Please align th- me. I think, I think it's, it's honestly, I think it's more they. I think they were talking in generalities way too much. I think I think they hit the nail on the head with some of the wide receivers they were talking about, like a uh-huh. Stephon Diggs or a DeAndre Hopkins. They are probably going to have clean buttholes oh, because the they take they take care of themselves at the like off the field. They look very nice, you know. Um, but I think I think offensive linemen probably have the dirtiest buttholes and over defensive line. like you're, you're over kind of defensive
0: defensive argument is what you're saying here
1: right and i think offensive linemen have the dirtiest buttholes in in the nfl and and that's including i think now they kind of made the argument where some centers like just don't care and they don't clean up even though they know somebody's gonna be under there um but even i think in general centers are probably one of the cleaner ones because the quarterback's like hey clean the shit up okay like let's go (laughs) but even including that like a really clean butthole in the middle i think the rest of them i don't think they give a shit dude i think they're just there they're there to block another 300 pound giant human like that's the last thing they're worried about is getting the extra wipe in
0: Here's my only thing is I honestly I honestly think you have to take linemen in a case-to-case basis. I don't think you can generalize and say really? offense versus defense. And here's why. You're going to sit there and tell me that Indomitius doesn't have the nastiest B-hole in the entire league. Oh,
1: well, that's fair, okay? We're talking about outliers, though, okay?
0: <laughs> I don't think he's an about... outlier, though. I, think, I really? think that a lot of those defensive linemen who are mm-hmm. just trying to— They're they're trying to eat the other guy alive to get to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, those are some gnarly, gnarly buttholes. Like, I'm talking zero manscaping happening. Uh I'm talking they probably barely wipe afterwards. Like, there is just mashed berries in there all day, every day. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay,
1: that's kind of fair. Now, I think uh, a position that would surprise people, and this is my humble opinion, is the quarterback position? I think it's dirtier than people would think. I agree. And here's the reason. I agree. Here's the reason is because a lot of those are egomaniacs, and they're and they're like, <laughs> I feel like they like it to be dirty. They're like, yeah, if somebody's gonna be down there. It's gonna be dirty, and they're gonna have to do it.
0: <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, I think now, more now, more I so will, than I not. Will, more so than not. I will. I will say it's again a, a, more uh, you do have to do some case by case basis mm-hmm. uh, analysis on some of these like Tom Brady I'm thinking it's pristine but yes, I would agree. someone like Aaron Rodgers dirty mother trucker Dude.
1: Aaron Rodgers is holding Olivia Munn's head down and (laughs) stuffing his dirty (laughs) b-hole in there. Yo, they're they're over with. Don't even don't even bring her in. That's why she left. That's why she left. She wasn't ready (laughs) for it. That's why she left. He wouldn't manscape. He refused. (laughs) But like someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're telling me he keeps up his b hole? No. no. Freaking way.
0: No, no, no shot. No shot. Okay, Connor. Wait, hold on, hold on. on, on. I I got one for you now. This one, another I think would surprise you. I actually think linebackers would surprise you to have some of the cleanest buttholes in the league. Cleaner, huh? I I actually do. Mm-hmm. I'm because I'm thinking a guy like Khalil Mack. Yeah, I just I don't know why, but I don't see him having a dirty b hole. Even though, nice like, nice
1: and clean. Do you? Is it shaved? I, is it shaved or no?
0: I think it's I think it's well kept. Okay, I don't think, I show. don't know okay. if it's always shaved, but it's well mm-hmm. kept.
1: See, that's where I think if the wide receivers, if they're not only are there if it's clean, because again, again, I agree, individual case by case. But if the wide receivers, if it's clean, it's shaved probably.
0: Oh, it's waxed yeah. probably. It's yeah, a Brazilian yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure, it's a Brazilian. For sure.
1: Now on the flip side of a wide receiver, the cornerbacks, I think, hmm, I think the the safeties and cornerbacks in general, I think, are going to have a little bit, not not the dirtiest. They're not going to be a lineman, but they're they're going to miss a wipe here or there. I think.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're really caring as much. Yeah, yeah. Now I mean, they can't- here, here is a is an argument though for possibly they do actually have even even more than wide receivers in a mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Is uh, one aerodynamics you have to keep that into account, and <laughs> two is also uh, chafing because mm-hmm. I mean if you got a bunch of hair down there and you're running as fast as they are to, I mean you're gonna start a fire. It's a safety hazard at that
1: point. <laughs> Alright, here's the question that they brought up on that podcast, okay? Who who is the one person that you wouldn't mind putting your mouth on their butthole because it's so clean?
0: That's a that's a really good question. <laughs> um, uh, oh, um, uh, ooh, actually though, okay, and mm-hmm. I mean this is partly because I'm a Panthers fan. <laughs> i just feel like christian mccaffrey has a really clean butthole interesting I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's just me but i feel like he does
1: you know what i was actually also gonna go running back here okay i'm gonna say james Which we didn't even white. bring him up we didn't yeah bring him up. exactly for you i'm gonna say james white because he just seems oh. like a nice nice prim and proper guy you know
0: you know what yeah yeah, so I
1: feel like he would take care of it well, and I wouldn't mind putting my mouth on James White's beehole. You heard, heard it here first. Well, okay? you
0: wouldn't you wouldn't put your mouth on his beehole. He would force it onto your mouth <laughs> and you'd go, Yes, Mr. White. Thank and I, you, Mr. White. I go,
1: thank you, Mr. Sir Daddy. Um <laughs> <laughs> You're gross, dude. Um, <laughs> can't believe I can't believe it's come to this.
0: I oh, see. We've we really <laughs> scraped the bottom of the barrel with this one. Hey, hey. Uh,
1: no, <laughs> I, I love it. Let us know in the comments what your beehole f- you would let, uh, what you would put <laughs> on your mouth. Um, <laughs> no, but let's let's move along. Remember
0: to, remember to like, comment, and subscribe.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> share with your moms on Facebook, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please uh, please
0: share this with your grandmothers.
1: No, so Connor, can I get into a rant, please? Please do. So it's November fifteenth today. Yes. Um and, and I've been hearing a lot of Christmas music lately, okay? And Why? I well, here's I agree. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a problem with this, okay? Now the general consensus usually is November first. Is Christmas? It starts, you know, the holiday Christmas music. You know, putting the reefs up, putting everything right. That's usually when it is the general consensus. Consensus is when that starts, uh-huh. and I hate it. Okay, I hate the living shit out of it. I think Christmas. <laughs> I don't want to hear. Listen, I know it's. I know it's inevitable. I know I'm gonna hear it nonstop. It's the same songs. It, it's not only is it the same songs every year. If if a different artist does it, it's the exact same thing, though. Like it's, it's They're just remixing – not even remix. They're just covering a song. So it's like there's no new Christmas songs. And if they are, they're shit, okay? Let's be honest. Yeah,
0: Justin Bieber. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, Jay Beebs.
1: So Or Taylor Swift. So it's like I'm hearing the same shit every year, and I have to hear it for two months? No, no, no. Okay, listen. I know it's inevitable. Can we just push that back to one month? I'll give you December 1st. You start December 1st, okay? Could, could we start that please? Dude, it is so annoying. If I have to hear Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas uh, in November, it's just, it, it's the worst time of the year <laughs> for me. It's the no, worst No, I completely time.
0: agree. And here's, okay, so here's my thing is Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays ever because mm-hmm. it has three of my, it has three of my favorite things, friends slash family, food and football. That's all I want in a Mm -hmm. holiday. It's amazing. It's one of the best holidays, and no one gives a shit. Because everyone just wants to get to Christmas, and they Mm -hmm. keep playing this. Wants to get to Black Friday. Yes, true. But they, and also, they just, yeah, they just ran this Christmas music into November. Stores start putting Christmas stuff out. I don't want it. I don't need it. And I even saw something that I completely agree with. I saw this post, like, around Halloween that said, thank God goodness for halloween because if it wasn't around that cancer that is christmas would bleed into october and i completely agree because everyone gets on board with spooky season and yeah. gets excited for halloween but as soon as halloween's over dude i saw people's instagrams like the third day in november being like "Had to set up for christmas early." I'm like no you didn't you really didn't you could have waited till after thanksgiving to set that shit up because it doesn't need to be in your house yet yeah
1: i, agree. I hate it i if, absolutely hate it if it was up to me christmas music would start christmas eve (laughs) and 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 5 p.m on christmas (laughs) now that's i i
0: I am perfectly okay with christmas music starting after thanksgiving i that's what my wife and i have agreed upon this it's always been the way it's been in my household is the christmas tree will go up after thanksgiving but as soon as january 1st hits that's Mm. coming down you got to be done
1: dude I just I and that's what I'm saying. That's why I'll concede and I'll give them December 1st if that's okay. But man, like as a retail worker too, so I work at I work in retail right now. I've worked in restaurants a lot of time. They're always playing music. It's the same thing. November 1st, they start playing the same songs every day over and over again, and I just don't care. I want it to end. <laughs> I want it to it's end. It's the
0: worst. Yeah, when we worked at Pitmaster together, like I Mm -hmm. refused to put on Christmas music unless A, our boss asked for it Mm -hmm. or like made us do it or B, a customer asked for it. I would never put on Christmas music otherwise because I was just so sick of it. Mm
1: -hmm. It's the worst.
0: I love Christmas though. Christmas is great, don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong, but it has its time. Mm -hmm. You have to leave it there.
1: Right, and maybe it is. I am a little pessimistic about Christmas. I don't hate it not my favorite let's put it that way um so i don't know maybe that that bleeds into it but let's just all stop it okay can we please yeah like every time uh every time we get into my girlfriend's car she she's playing she she had just been playing it you know she's got the radio station onto the christmas station so every time i turn like she turns the car on and we're in there and it starts playing christmas music i just slowly turn and look at her just shake disappointed like no we have to
0: Right before you tell her, tell her what's yeah. up, tell her, slap tell her, her around.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Put her in our place. Kidding. We do not, we do not endorse abuse on this, on this podcast.
1: <laughs> no, unless it's for Christmas music, then you can.
0: Yeah. Unless it's for Christmas music, mm-hmm. then it's okay. That's for,
1: warranted. Oh, hey, open hand. Don't go to jail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my God. That's what I've learned. Um,
1: <laughs> well,
0: dude. Yeah. Quick question. Mm hmm. Were you able to get a PS5 or no?
1: Was I able to? No. I didn't try, though, yet. <laughs> um, oh, you
0: can now. They're sold out.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> apparently, I,
0: apparently, they only made about 150 of them. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Um, I didn't get a PS5. I'm not sure if I... I want, like, a TV back there. It's not 4K. I want a 4K TV before I get one. Like, I want the full experience, right? Okay, plus, that's, fair, that's fair. Plus, usually what happens is like the first, I'm sure the PS five is fine, but I mean, what happened with the PS four is they came out with the PS four slim like a year later or whatever, or two years later, whatever it was. And that yeah. co- it was, a you know, better, it was slightly better. You know, they fixed the kinks, they upgraded the memory, like all that stuff. So I'm like, I'll, I, am like i i i am thinking about possibly waiting for that to happen for the PS five to get a new one. But man, I keep seeing all these people play it and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'll give in. <laughs>
0: Yeah, dude, it looks real nice. And I don't know, personally, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll even get one just because, I mean, I've talked to you about this a little bit. I really want to just, like, build a PC and build my own PC at that. Like, I think it'd be kind of fun to do that. Um, and mm-hmm. I think I'm just, I think I'm ready to, like, make the switch to PC because I've been playing more computer games recently anyway. And the games that I typically do play on, like, the, the PlayStation, I can play them on, on, P- on PC anyway, so... Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it was interesting to see all the all the new things coming out, Um, all the like I don't know videos of like the fast load times, things like that. But I think the funniest thing that came out of it was. Um, people had reported that one of, that their new Xbox Series X was smoking and had all the smoke coming out of it, yeah. and Xbox responded in a tweet and said, "I can't believe we even have to say this, but please don't blow your vape smoke into the Xbox <laughs> Series X because they're. I'm pretty sure they proved that's what happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it came out like. That. Also, yeah, that the amount, the video that got circulated, the amount of smoke coming out, dude, there had to be a fire in there for that much yeah. smoke yeah
0: and the fact that it was like that, like you said that mount that had to be in there that had to be something really seriously wrong mm-hmm. and it had to be like filling the room it was just like barely coming out of the of the <laughs> yeah. xbox itself it, like, it was pretty obvious what happened
1: yeah mm-hmm. but i think um uh, the new ps5 controller is really cool i love the haptic the enhanced haptic feedback features yeah and the the more um the more um uh, resistant triggers. Um, apparently Mark yep. Mark Brownley. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. He did a video on the on the new PS5, and he was saying NBA 2K21, um, a, a video game that you know we play 2K a lot or we used to. Uh, we like 2K. Anyways, he was saying that um they incorporated it. He's hoping more developers incorporate these features um because not a lot have so far. But one way that he loved that 2K incorporated it was that. As you got more fatigued in the game to, you know, to press the trigger to do this the the sprint in 2K. Uh-huh. Uh it was more resistant. Like it was harder to press it down as oh, he got more tired. So like you could feel the tired. Huh. Like, so I, I saw
0: I saw that the triggers were also responsive to um I think someone was doing like a like a shooting test in Call of Duty or whatever, but they took a video of like that were like a side angle on the trigger and like pushing it down and you could see how like they couldn't just hold it down and it was like it, like basically what you're just mm-hmm. talking about it was like all over the place where it like really did kind of change the feel mm-hmm. the, the more resistance it gave but also i think it like randomized it a little bit yeah so well and also a i think cool maybe
1: maybe it was the same video i think it was saying how different guns are harder to pull the trigger like a shotgun yep. is was that the same one? Yeah, a shotgun was yeah. harder to pull the trigger than uh, a pistol was. Yeah. Which I think is yeah, really was, cool. Pretty I mean, cool. It's just more immersive, you know. I, I, mm-hmm. I love it. So, yeah, maybe I'll have to give in and get one um, for Christmas, right? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of. But, yeah, uh, I think that's going to do it for this t- this week, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. And, hey, you know, maybe share it with a friend or family or anybody who you might – you might think you uh, would like this um you can go follow the two tight ends socials it's at two the number two two tight ends um on instagram on twitter on facebook um we also have a youtube page at two tight ends as well uh connor where can they find you um pretty much just at the two tight ends social media you can also mm-hmm. follow me on
0: um M- it's uh, moco.cude it's m-o-c-o dot c-u-d-e mm-hmm. um but that is my you know personal privatized account so maybe just go follow us at two tight ends and, and like like neil said i mean the, the best thing you can do really is just share it with everyone you can
1: yeah yeah and you guys can go follow me my personal is at the thrill can five um that's my instagram and connor what did we learn today If there's anything we've learned
0: today, Neil, it's one, how to say the last name Ing, and two, never trust a lineman's butthole.
1: (laughs) Amen, brother. (laughs) All right, have a good week, guys.
0: See ya. (laughs)